All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right good morning everybody the monday morning edition of the rowdy maglite show and i got kyle magna all the way up in pa kyle big weekend this weekend all four series at kansas and they did not disappoint yeah, Rowdy, uh, Toyota got three to four wins this weekend. Uh, they looked really good. Uh, you know, um, kind of had some weather to deal with, but, you know, Kansas Motors or Kansas Speedway was able to get all four series in. And uh, I was at the Tuscarora 50 on Saturday for the uh, big $55,000 to win show at Port Royal. So a uh, busy weekend here in PA, a lot of money events, and uh, also covering the NASCAR uh, series as well. Well, Kyle, you mentioned uh, a little. We had a little weather issue again. This is a few weekends in a row, but somehow, some way, they get it all in. Truck race started first. Uh, John Hunter went in it. Supposed the next day was supposed to be a double header with the Arca Menard Series and Xfinity. Arca got canceled till ten on Sunday morning. Kyle, I, I don't think I've ever watched the. Sunday morning race with ARCA at 10. Rowdy, I have, actually. Uh, actually happened to Pocono back in 2011. Um, they finished the end of the truck race, the ARCA race, and then the cup race. So, uh, busy morning um, it was, but yes, I have seen that before. I have seen ARCA run it about, I think it was, I think it was either 10.30 or 11 in the morning. But, um, yeah, Rowdy, I'm, I'm glad they got it in. You know, this started at 10 Eastern, 9 Central, a little early, but um, nevertheless, uh, they got the whole race in, and, uh, you know, uh, it kind of got interesting toward the end there. Um, Rajah Karuz running in the top five, blew a tire, hit the wall with three laps to go, uh, set up a green-white checkered, but uh, no surprise there, Rowdy. Uh, pole sitter Corey Heim goes on and wins. Um, I think it was a little bit of redemption, as we'll hear in his interview here, uh, we actually have two to choose from. We have the uh, we have the victory lane interview with MRM, which I'll probably play first, and then we'll go straight to the deadline room. So, um, yeah, uh, and I also want to say, you know, it's always neat to see MRN uh, do the Arkham Menard series. I know it's when it's the companion weekend or if, if they're already there, but um, it's definitely good to see the Arkham Menard series uh, getting some more uh, some more exposure. Um, at least at this time with NASCAR. All right, we've had the traditional. Big Bill came in and gave the kiss. We did a little non-traditional, a selfie with Shannon Larson, Little Belly Venturini. Now in victory lane, Corey, congratulations. How good was this race car? Yeah, it was phenomenal. Uh, Venturini Motorsports and the whole gang here just gave me a uh, great recipe for success today. I mean, they put me in a perfect position. I got the pole uh, and just led, I mean, pretty much every lap today. So 
uh, Toyota Racing, Custom Tools, just uh, this, this entire car just uh, wouldn't be here without the Venturinis and all those partners. So I'm um, super grateful to be here. This is the place where I got my first win and to be back here again. And I think my like fifth or sixth try and finally be back is super special to me. Every driver dreams of a car like this to win, to be able to dominate. What's the pressure of having a car like this to win? Uh, it's a lot of pressure, you know, especially on those late, late race restarts where, um, you know, everything can go wrong and you can have, you know, some things out of your control kind of take you out of it. But, um, you know, I kept everything that I could keep in control in my control today and, um, you know, really just tried to be followed today. And I think all around we really have a flawless effort. Finally, we were here in the spring. You had one get away from you. No fault of your own, but you had one get away from you. How much did that drive you guys to come back here and dominate today? For sure. I mean, it gives you the extra motivation, right? I mean, we feel like we, we should have the same performance in the spring that we did today, and we only really made it to halfway before something out of our control took us out. So uh, to be back here and, you know, have a, have a little bit of luck on our side and really just show that we can we can succeed as long as we have everything in our control handled. And, uh, you know, today was definitely nonetheless. Roddy, uh, his team owner, Billy Venerini, I think uh, had some choice words for his former driver about that wreck. Uh, they were referring to in May, but uh, nevertheless, uh, Corey Heim gets the job done. And uh, Kerlux is second ARCA win of the year, Rowdy. Uh, he was close on a few occasions, Talladega, until that race got shortened. And then um, I think it was Springfield he was running third, and then he, he wound up spinning out uh, running in that position. But, uh, I mean, Rowdy, what, what, did, what did you think? Um, I mean, what, what did you see from the ARCA Menard Series race? Uh you know, it got started early on on Sunday morning, ten o'clock Eastern, nine o'clock Central. Um, I mean, what what did what did you gather from it? That from what you saw, and you know, I mean, you know, now it looks like you know Nick Sanchez is basically uh, on his way to winning the Arkham Menard Series title this year. Well, I'm gonna tell you, Kyle, if you remember that conversation the first day I was in Daytona, uh, when the Arkham Menard Series was testing or getting ready. And I, I looked. I called you. I didn't look at you. I, I called you and I said, I, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a rev, rev racing year because uh, these cars look fast. They look good, and they're standing out above the others. And they definitely have done that all year. Hey, and congratulations to Corey getting back into victory lane. That's kind of a long overdue, Kyle. Rowdy, I think he was kind of owed one after the contact with Drew Dollar there in the spring. Um, you know, in a racing incident um, just right after the halfway break. Um, again, like I said, uh, you know, it got really heated at that point with uh, the, the team owner. But uh, other than that, um, yeah, Corey Heim's second win this year. I'm not sure when we're going to see him in an ARCA race next. I know you and I were kind of talking about this. Um, you know, he ran he ran to coin. I think I said Springfield, I think. He ran to coin. I'm um, in the 15 car for Venerini Motorsports, and I ran the top three. I mean, Ryan Unzicker had the best car. But, uh, yeah, I um, mean, Daytona, I mean, they were just unbeatable. Um, they were just they were too good. I mean, you know, when, especially when you had him and Parker Chase running 1-2 most of the race, it was pretty tough to pass. And uh, Nick Sanchez is trying to go for three in a row at Kansas Rowdy. Uh, you know, he was the guy who benefited from uh, that, that uh, Corey Heim Drew Dollar crash in the spring, and had to hold off his teammate Rajah Caruth, who actually wound up running double duty this weekend uh, in the NASCAR Xfinity Series for Alpha Prime Racing. So, uh, yeah, so he he, he did both races. Uh, bad luck for Rajah Caruth uh, hitting the wall, cut a tire with three laps to go, um, finishing 12th. So, uh, not not a great run, not a great showing. I know uh, 
you know, I know it's not the success he won. I know he hasn't won yet, but uh, I think uh, I know we have Bristol coming up this week too. I know that's a big. That's a Thursday night race for Audi. Um, I know that's a big one with the NASCAR Camp World Truck Series. So, um, you know, that double header on Thursday night will be interesting to see. So, uh, I think I think I think uh, you know before we go into that race, I think you know I think KBM is going to be really good. Um, you know, there's still regarding Kyle. I mean, we'll get to that later, but. Um, there's just a lot going on right now, and you know uh, the top five. I just want to you know do the top five quick uh, until before we go into the deadline room uh, with Corey Heim. Uh, Corey Heim did win the race. Nick Sanchez barely held off Sammy Smith for second. Uh, Sammy was third. Daniel died fourth, and Ryan Hoff finished fifth. Uh, I think that's I believe that is a career best for him. Uh, six cars ended up on the lead lap. And uh, yeah, like like as mentioned before, uh, tough luck for Rajah Cruz in that race. And um, yeah, there were some really surprises. Rowdy, we had John Garrett finishing tenth for fast track racing. Uh, I just want to look at the results quickly. But yeah, we do have the Bristol Bush Baked Beans 200 coming up here Thursday night, like I mentioned. So uh, your top ten was Corey Heim, Nick Sanchez, Sammy Smith, Daniel Dye, Ryan Huff, Parker Chase. Christian Rose, Emmer Balkan, T- Tony Breidinger, and then John Garrett running, rounding out the top ten. So, uh, Bristol coming up this week. Um, interested to see how that's going to turn out. But before uh, we, you know, we get to, we talk about Bristol. Let's 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 hear what Corey Heim had to say uh, to the media after his win. Joined here in the media center by the winner of today's Kansas Lottery 150 in the Arkham Menard Series, Corey Heim. Corey. We were just talking outside, man. You were just dialed in today at this racetrack. What was it about that hot rod Toyota you were driving around that really got you to the victory lane? Yeah, I think just uh, all the hard work in the past couple years to uh, really get us to this point. Um, You know, today really showed that, I think. And, um, you know, last year I feel like we were – uh, a little bit off on our intermediate program, and we worked really hard in the offseason with Venture Any Motorsports to uh, really bring a really good uh, Crescent Tools camera to the racetrack today and uh, really proved to be the, the winning car. Yeah, it was great to see all those fans out there uh, in victory lane after after the race congratulating you on the win. How cool is it to be here at Kansas Speedway to really experience it? With the yeah, fans? I mean, I've always said Kansas is one of my favorite tracks, and it uh, definitely holds a special place in my heart being my first ARCA win. So uh, to come back here and get potentially my last one is uh, is really special, and this is my last one for the year. So uh, to, to hit it off like that's pretty cool. Good deal. We'll open the floor for questions. We'll start here with Mr. Mike Bagley. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I noticed early on, Corey, when you took the green flag, you started down low. I saw the 18 go to the top, and then everybody started to migrate. And then when you went there, that looks like it helped you. What was the difference between the bottom lane and the low lane, especially in one and two? Yeah, I think throughout the years, as this track ages, um, the top lane's becoming more and more dominant every year. And I think, you know, within uh, in another four or five years, you might see everybody up there from the very beginning. So um, I knew coming into today, uh, based on the truck race I ran on Friday night, that it's going to definitely be the, the dominant lane. And, um, you know, my only concern with going up there from the from the very start was just I didn't want to be the first one to clean it off and potentially run through some debris. And we, were, we had such a good car that uh, we didn't really need to be the first ones up there. So uh, depending on my spotter, Lloyd, to kind of tell me to, to – you know, give me the cue when to go up there when people started making time on me on the top, um, and that really propelled me to, to you know, just keep the lead and, and keep trucking. Hi, Corey. Colby Evans, Racing Experts Media. Um, obviously, in the spring race, unfortunately, you got taken out by the 18 after having the dominant car. Does it feel a uh, good vindication being able to come back in the next race and dominate once again and get the win? 
Yeah, definitely. It feels like a good bit of redemption. Um, you know, in the spring race, I feel like we would have had a very similar, if not the same result, uh, considering we, you know, we're, we're pacing the same way as we were today in the spring, as far as just being out front and, and leading all the laps and kind of managing a, a three second gap. So, um, you know, definitely feels like a good, a good amount of redemption for our Crescent Tools Camry. Uh, Venture New Motorsports and I just brought a, a great piece of the racetrack today, um, and all that hard work paid off. You mentioned managing a three-second gap. How challenging is that for a race car driver to, to, to manage that gap? And, and we see it all the time, but how challenging for that is, is, is that for you to do? Yeah, I mean, spotters and crew chiefs make it a lot easier just based on the information they give. And I think when you when you really have a really good spotter like Lord Garner, it, it uh, really helps you. And uh, him just giving a very descriptive gap and, and where they're beating me, where I'm where I'm beating them, and kind of how to uh, manage all of that and just um, keep that gap the same, I think is really big. Uh, so when you have a really good spotter in here kind of telling you that gap and how to manage it, I think it definitely makes my job easier. But, um, you know, when you have a really good uh, Crescent Tools camera like I did today, it definitely helps with just, um, you know, not having to overdrive the car really just managing and being consistent um, and I feel like the better car you have the, the easier it is to be consistent so uh, today wasn't hard but you know some days it's definitely challenging for sure John newbehavy.com what kind of impact has it had on how you approach races and see things out on the track you know pulling double duty like you have been this year yeah, I really think it's helped me, honestly. Um, I can see why a lot of cup guys uh, choose to run some Xfinity and truck races before the weekend, uh, for, before their weekend starts. Um, I really think that extra track time, even if it's a totally different car, you know, going from a truck to an ARCA car is a little bit different, but um, just seeing the track, kind of feeling the grooves and where the grip is. I mean, uh, every NASCAR track is ever-changing. You know, every year you, you go, and there's something different about it. So to be the first one out there before any of your competitors in a series is really big. Um, and I think, you know, me doing that in the spring as well as uh, in the fall today, um, running double duty is, is definitely very beneficial for me. And then kind of following up on that, obviously, you know, your teammates over at KBM, they've been around for a while, they're veterans, but do they still kind of ask you like the track conditions are, what to expect since you do have that experience from the earlier race? Yeah, I think, um, you know, Venturini Motorsports specifically, um, I've got by far the most experience out of my teammates. So um, I, I definitely see them leaning on me at times to, to really feel um, what I think is beneficial to them as far as what lines to run and where the bumps are. Um, and I think, you know, as I mentioned, every track changes every year. So uh, that experience really pays off for me, and I have no problem helping them, and I feel like it uh, definitely paid off today. Justin? Justin Parmer, KCOU. Um, hey, what did you do last night that you kind of knew that the race was not going to happen pretty early? So uh, what did you do to get yourself ready for today's race? Uh, sleep. That's about it. I uh, definitely had an early uh, wake-up call this morning, but, um, you know, regardless of the conditions that we raced in, I knew we were going to have a really fast Crescent Tools Camry, so uh, this morning was definitely proof of that. Any additional questions for our race winner? Good deal. Corey, congratulations on the win. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, Roddy. Oh, Corey, Corey's, uh, I would say this is probably Corey's last year, and if he does come back to race Arco, it'd be a track that maybe he needs practice before he runs an upper class. Yeah, I think I think that was that was basically the end in Arca for Corey Heim. Um, he did mention that potentially might be his last Arca race, so 
Um, not not too bad going on a winner, going out on top. Um, I'm not. We're not sure exactly what he's doing yet next year, but uh, yeah, um, two wins this year for you know he bookends uh, his starts, his first start and his last start with a win. So uh, yeah, it's a good you know the 20 team's been really good this year. You know they're leading the owner standings right now, and you know they look good as always. So um, doesn't matter who's in the car, Jesse Love, Corey Heim, they're always fast. So uh, yeah, definitely redemption from the, the the May race and. Uh, you know, good to see him finally seal the deal and, you know, the two truck wins, which actually you were both at, Rowdy. So, uh, yeah, um, he's had a good year. Um, we're not 100% sure what he's doing yet. He did mention he did run the truck race on a Friday night, Rowdy, and uh, KBM got another victory at Kansas. Man, I tell you, uh, Kyle's got that truck, the truck series down, but Kyle with Kurt with the Rovers going to RCR, uh, does that take his uh, truck team to Chevrolet, or does he still hang out with Toyota in the truck series? I, I, we don't know right now. I, I think we're going to know more Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. I think we'll know exactly what's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, not sure what's going to happen with KBM yet. You know, there is a Toyota deal right now since, you know, he is a Toyota driver. and um, Not 100% sure, but uh, that's, that's still a big lingering question right now. Um, depending on what happens. Uh, Denny Hamlin expects Kurt Busch to be back next year, so I think you know, with Kyle going to 23-11, it's probably out the window right now. So, But, yeah, that's a good question, Rowdy. Um, not sure. Um, I mean, I would expect that to happen uh, if he does uh, continue the truck series program to go to Chevrolet, but then, you know, then you have a bunch of Toyota drivers uh, like Corey Heim and Jesse Love. I mean, what what happens to them? So, um, it, I'm not sure what's going to happen here. You know, we've seen Buddy Kofoid, who actually won Saturday night, won the USAC feature um, out in the Midwest. So, uh, yeah, uh, we've seen a lot of Toyota drivers in that number 51 KBM truck. So, you know, Chandler Smith, I mean, we don't really know what he's doing yet next year. He's probably expected to go to the Xfinity Series. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek, we don't know what's happening with him. You know, he announced he was coming back to the four truck this year, and, um, you know, he's in the, the hunt of the playoffs right now. So, uh, Rowdy, after uh, the, the truck race Friday night, uh, you know, Carson Hostovar and the 42 team were trying to pull off a big strategy move, uh, stay on worn tires, and try to hold off everybody. Uh, on the last lap of the race, John Hunter Nemechek on fresher tires got around Carson Hostovar, and, wound up winning the race. So, uh, unfortunately, with, with Hosovar finishing second and not winning the race, uh, fell three points short of making the uh, next round of the playoffs in the NASCAR Camp World Truck Series. And so did the uh, Matt Crafton, uh, did too, did not make it. Um, just not a good year for the 88 team. And, I mean, they didn't make it into the playoffs, but just really no success out of that team at all. Um, they've just had an off year, and, um, you know, Thor Sport, I think, you know, when you, when you look at Thor Sport, I think Ben Rhodes probably the defending series champ. That's who you look at um, as their biggest title threat. Christian Eckes um, been running pretty good, too. So um, that's kind of what, you know, what's been going on over there. Uh, just, you know, Carson Hosovar, Matt Crafton, um, both, you know, proven to be winners in the NASCAR Camp World Truck Series. I know Harsavar hasn't won yet, but I know he's, he's been knocking on the door of victory lane. So uh, let's hear from John Hunter Nemechek uh, in the, the deadline room and see what he had to say about that last lap pass of Carson Hosevar Friday night. 
by the race winner for tonight's Kansas Lottery 200, John Hunter Nemechek. If you have a question for John Hunter, raise your hand and we'll get a wireless microphone to you. We're going to start with Randy Kovitz. Hi, John. Hi, John. I got two things. One, um, the last four starts here, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, what, what was the difference uh, tonight and, and finally getting there? And, and then the second thing I want to ask is, uh, you, you tied your Uncle Joe now with two wins here, because you had... My dad? Yeah, I'm sorry. You're fine. You're fine. You're good. You tied <laughs> Joe with, with number two. What, what, you were seven years old on the pit box. Uh, what, did, what did that mean to you, uh, to be up there, to, to, to match him, too? So, first question... Um, I really love this racetrack. Uh, I feel like it really suits my driving style. Um, multiple grooves, slick racetrack, tires falling off, uh, able to run the bottom, the middle, the top seam, the fence. Um, I love anywhere that you can go and rip the fence. Um, it's not something that I was ever good at growing up. Uh, I contribute a lot of my success to being able to run the wall. Um, to a couple individuals that helped me in 2018 and 2019. Um, one of them is a reigning cup champion. Uh, so have learned a lot, um, and I, I just really enjoy it. Uh, it's fun for me, and um, I, I feel like I've gotten pretty good at it. Um, but this racetrack just suits me and our team, and KBM has definitely been dominant here as well. Um, as far as tying my dad here, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, he has two of these trophies uh, in his trophy case. Um, he doesn't have a truck one. He has an Xfinity one and a cup one. So um, I have an Xfinity one and now a truck one. So maybe uh, one day I can go get a cup one and have three. Go beat him a little bit. Was he, he was not here. Nope, he's in Watkins Glen racing. Additional questions for John Hunter? Go over here to John. John Newby from Heavy. Were you surprised that there was no caution on that final run to the checkered flag? I was really glad that there wasn't a caution on that final run, to be honest. Um, that thought did go through my head of, I hope a caution does not come out. Um, you never know. Um, sometimes these races go green. Sometimes they're a caution fest. Um, but I feel like here in, in Kansas, it's gone green most of the time with maybe one or two overtimes here recently. So, um I'm glad it went green. That's all I can say. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Go next to Justin. Yeah, Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Um, seems like everybody has a different opinion on this. So, in your opinion, do you have to win one of the next three races to make the final four? I mean, there's a fourth spot, so I guess no. Um, you, you can get in on points. Uh, I think it depends on who wins those three races, right, and where you're at in the point standings. Um, do I feel like we have to win to get in? Uh, no, but do I want to win to get in? Yes. Um, but winning earlier in the round is obviously better, going to, home, or going to Phoenix. Um, so looking forward to uh, trying to do that next week at Bristol. Um, we have some momentum on our side. Um, we have a lot of good things aligning for us, and uh, definitely think that it's going to be tough to get in uh, if you don't win, but I think that there is a chance. Bob? Uh, Bob Hockers, Fox Sports I2. The first is how much 
out of that all, did the five bonus points for a win matter? Just how hard you were pushing and how much you'd be willing to do if maybe Carson didn't sputter there at the end? Yeah, so I wasn't too worried about, I guess, the five bonus points, Bob. That wasn't in, in the back of my head. I just wanted to win. Um, straight up, just wanted to win the race. We had the dominant truck, and um, something that I haven't been good at this year is closing the deal. So um, I've had to figure out how to go back and strategically close out races that I haven't closed out this year where we've had fast trucks. Um, I've put myself in a lot, lot of bad situations this year as well. So um, just feel like it was our time. We had the truck to beat, and I was going to do everything in my power to go out there and get the checkered flag. And I believe you said in one of the Victory Lane interviews that it's been a tough week. I didn't know whether you can expand on that. Like, I don't know whether that's just because nobody really knows what's going to happen at <laughs> KBM or whether it's something else. No, just uh, a lot of personal stuff going on right now, um, stuff that I can't fully talk about or put in public, um, but dealing with some personal stuff. So um, that's all there is to it. Additional questions? We'll go to Jim Utter. JimUtterMotorsport.com. Just sort of following up Bob's question, uh, regardless of whatever the situation turns out to be for Kyle, what it ha has it been like to be at KBM there's, during this time? I'm sure it must still be filled with a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely uncertainty, right? There's a lot of questions going on, um, but everyone in the shop is there to do a job. Um, we all know that we may not know what may happen in the future, whatever it may be, um, but all in all, we are focused on going out and trying to win this championship this year. That is what everyone's mind is on. Everyone wants to go out and win races, be dominant, and continue on the KBM tradition. Um, it, I think that there's a lot of guys in the shop that are pushing very hard right now. All of us on the 4 team, everyone on the 18 team, and the 51 team, I think they're still in the owner's championship playoff uh, scenario as well. So all three KBM trucks have an opportunity to go win a championship um, and go into this next round in a very good spot. So we are all focused on that. Um, sure, there's news out there, whatever it may be, right? Um, but all in all, we are head down, elbows up, doing everything that we can to go out there and be successful. Another regardless of what happens, what how rewarding has it been to have a personal and professional relationship with Eric? Oh, I might get emotional on this one. Um, so Eric has been a tremendous help to me, my career, growing up. Um, I mean, heck, he was changing my diapers when I was first born. Um, my Uncle John, who I was named after, uh, actually gave Eric his first job in NASCAR. So there's a lot to that. Um, there's a lot with the family aspect, um, but I've always been close to Eric, um, and I didn't know if he would come off the road on the cup side um, with the position he was in, being Denny's car chief and working under Chris Gapehart. He was in a really good spot, um, and luckily enough, he decided to come off of that and come back truck racing with me. Um, if it would have been someone different, I don't think that he would have left, so uh, I'm very thankful for that. Um, and he's almost been a, a second father figure to me. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's been awesome. I've leaned on him for a lot of advice. Um, heck, he took me motocross racing when Dad was racing back in the day. He took me quarter midget racing. Um, he's practically seen me grow up. So uh, to continue to add wins currently to the most winningest crew chief record uh, with him is 
pretty freaking special. And um, I, I think that being able to do this with him, he doesn't have a driver's championship. Um, so uh, we definitely want to get that for him. Um, and I want my first one to be with him. Um, so uh, a lot weighing on us, right? But um, it, it's been awesome. And, heck, I think he's more excited to see Aspen now than he is me. So um, it is what it is. Uh, she is uh, cute. She is. She is. She's, uh, she has me wrapped around her finger already. And, and do you have a personal services contract with Toyota? Uh, I am a part of Toyota TRD and proud to represent them. Well, John Hunter, congratulations on the win and good luck for the remainder of the playoffs. Thank you. Appreciate it. Dave Kyle, just like we talked a while ago, he is a committed Toyota driver. We don't know how that's all going to work out. Tuesday, but Tuesday's going to be an exciting day for the life of Kyle Bush and all his fans. Yeah, there's a lot going on, um, you know, with with where he's going to end up next year. Um, yeah, it's going to, you know, see where he's going to be. And, um, Bradley, we have some audio here from uh, Kyle Bush actually in the media center on Saturday. And uh, I was going to play that. All right, Kyle. Sounds good, man. We are now joined by Kyle Bush. If you have questions for Kyle, please raise your hand. We will get a wireless microphone to you. Questions for Kyle Bush. We'll start in the front with Bob. Bob Packers, Fox Sports. Um, are you going to RCR next year? I do not have any new news to share. Uh, if I did, I guarantee you there would be some sort of big announcement. So. Unfortunately, there hasn't been one of those yet, Bob, so um, we're still working on it behind the scenes, trying to put it all together. It's not done. Go next to Claire B. Lang. As a follow-up, Claire B. Lang, Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Are you more hopeful than you were a week ago? You said you had a couple of offers on the table. I know you're not going to make an announcement today, but people are kind of gauging your mood. And <laughs> I've got a really bad one right now, in case yeah. you were wondering. Which has nothing to do with... What you have going on, right? Right. Okay. Well, how's your mood related to what you're trying to put together? Uh, yeah, just same as it's been, just stressful. Um, you know, yeah, there's light at the end of the tunnel. It's not a train. It is sunshine. So mm-hmm. uh, that's a positive thing. But, um, you know, trying to figure all that out and keep the train on the tracks right now uh, for a little bit longer. Thank you. We'll go next to Jeff Gluck. Is it fair to say you've reached at least reach the point that you know what you want to do next year? you know what direction you want to go in? Uh, I think no, because I woke up, I don't know, 6 in the morning. That's probably not too early, but it's really early for me, folks. Uh, Two days ago, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and I'm like, oh, man, Brexton, what are we going to do with Brexton if this happens, if that happens, if this goes, if that goes, if we do that, if we do this? So it was like, (laughs) now I've got him thrown into the whole mix. So, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, so a clearer picture uh, are developing during the day. So, um, you know, pixels are being worked on. We'll go next to Dustin, then the Lee. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. You have talked about among the many things that have been circulating in your mind is, is KBM. And one of two things. One, what was it like to see that group win with, the uncertainty that's going on and 
how much is that still consuming some of the things that you're trying to work through at this point? Yeah, no, I'm proud of the effort, super proud of, um, you know, John Hunter, KBM, Eric Phillips, everybody over there that uh, that has continued to put forth the effort to um, make us, you know, the winningest truck program in history and uh, continue to, to excel and elevate those numbers. So um, super cool to see that, um, you know, there's three trucks, three of our trucks, all three of our trucks moved on last night to the next round of the playoffs, respectively, for their each their own situation. Um, and so I... I like what's coming up next. Bristol, obviously. Chandler, been super fast there as of late. Um, you know, John Hunter's no slouch there either. He could have, should have won last year as well. So um, good stuff coming with, with the KBM bunch. So do you feel like there's starting to be more clarity? I know TV talked about even last night that Eric Phillips wasn't going to be returning. So are things starting to go through the change at this point? And are you starting to feel comfortable with where that's at? Uh, no, I'm definitely not comfortable with where that's at yet. So, um trying to put all the things in the right places simultaneously was the objective and the goal. It's not going to happen that way, but um, we will certainly keep fighting for that uh, to make sure that KBM is at the forefront and um, we've, we've got a place to go race trucks next year. And one other thing is, is uh, obviously a big topic has been safety. I know you've talked about it media day somewhat. Kevin Harvick came in here and talked about what he felt like was a, a slow progression of it. Um, obviously some changes were made. Do you feel like things are, are moving in a better direction? Is it still way behind? Um, I don't know if you were aware of what Harvick said today or not, and if you are, okay. But just do you feel like there's a better dialogue, or do you feel like that that's, nothing has changed in, in your mind and from like when you talked at Media Day a week or so ago? I believe I have an email from the driver council lady, but I have yet to read it, so I don't know exactly. I wouldn't be fair for me to assess uh, my comments on that right now. We'll go next to Lee and then to Chris. To kind of follow up on what um, Dustin was saying, um, John Hunter got kind of emotional last night talking about Eric Phillips, and you know clearly they've got a, a familial bond. But what has Eric Phillips meant to your organization just over the course of the time, and you know how would you characterize his contribution? Uh, it's invaluable um I, I can't put it into words really uh especially the way i speak of things i'm not very good <laughs> but eric is um a huge part of and is what kyle bush motorsports history has been about so um you know first guy i probably got was was greg paston um my buddy of mine who's worked at kbm since the inception worked with me at billy baloo but Past him was Rick Wren, and then Eric Phillips was number two, you know what I mean? So, or three if you look at it that way. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's been a huge inspiration to everything that we've done there. And um, he's a racer. Racer's racer. Um, in the truck series, you can, you can do that and be successful at that. Um, you don't have the huge engineering influx of, you know, cup teams, Xfinity teams, all that stuff. Um, when we did go Xfinity racing, you know, the first year we brought on um, really – experienced guys from another team and we weren't as great as I thought we could have should have been. Um, Kurt won. I finished second, I think six times or something that year. So, um, but Eric then took over the reins of that the next year. And I, I thought they ran very respectable for, for what they had to endure and, and deal with. And then he went on to go do his own things at, at JGR for a few years and then came back for the two year stint with, with John Hunter. So um, that was always kind of the, uh, understanding between he and I was the John Hunter piece 
and um, you know, not knowing what, what our driver lineup looks like at all right now. I think he kind of sees maybe a little bit more clear picture than I do. And so he got a really good offer to go uh, somewhere else. And so I said, I, I, I can't hold you back. Like, go take it, go do it. And from an emotional standpoint, and how invested you are in KBM, and as you said, the most successful truck operation, if things don't look like they do now, what would it mean to get one last championship with that organization this year? Yeah, I mean, go out on a high, great, sure, but that's that's not what we want. Um, you know, we want to win the championship this year, sure, but we don't want to go out. We, we don't want to be done. We want to keep fighting and uh, race on into next year, and that's the intent, and that's everybody's intentions that we have. And the 50 employees that we have at KBM, I'm I'm fighting every damn day for, for all of that stuff and to make sure that we go forward. Chris? Chris com. Kyle, can you give your assessment on Corey Heim and what you've seen from him this season? Yeah, I mean, Corey's done a really good job. Um, won early, was fast, had had a lot of good results, better results, arguably, than maybe I did in the in the 51. So, um, you know, I would say that um, last couple, maybe not as good as I would have hoped, um, but I think that um, him carrying on and being smart and being smooth and just doing the job he needs to do for, for us with the 51 to keep it uh, eligible all the way to Phoenix. Um, if we have three trucks eligible for an owner's championship at Phoenix, I mean, that's, um, I'll, I'll feel a lot like Joe did in 2019, you know, it's, it's ours to lose. So, um, you know, looking forward to, to those guys carrying that on and with good momentum. Caleb, uh, Caleb Vessel, Uh, Kyle, what are your thoughts going to North Wilkesboro next year for the all-star race? I think it's cool. I think a, a lot of drivers kind of made note of that or made mention of that. Um, careful, though, there's aliens around there. Um, spaceships come in the middle of the night, so uh, don't be there with the lights off. Um, but overall, yeah, I think it's going to be really fun. Uh, I think they saw a packed house there um, last week and, um, you know, great racing all around, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, all that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, real proud of, of SMI's involvement, Dale Jr.'s involvement, all those guys that, that made that uh, come to life. And so I think it's pretty cool. So look forward to getting back there. I've never been there. I have no I, – I guess I need to go test. <laughs> we'll go next. To Claire B. Lang, XM NASCAR Radio. Kyle, you know, I've heard from a lot of people that have gone to talk to you, not to give you a job or something, but to say, hey, we're behind you, you know, we know what you're going through, or, you know, various people – what kind of reaction have you had? Have you had some support from people that are not in your quest to find a contract but have said, hey, Kyle, you know, we just want to tell you good luck? Or have you gotten some surprising, I guess, people coming to talk to you and saying you go, you know? Um, a little bit, yeah. I mean, not, uh, not anything too crazy, uh, I would say. I feel like there's been a lot of support, um, you know, from a few individuals maybe I wouldn't have thought reach out. So to answer that question, yeah. Uh, which is nice, but um, other than that, I would say it's kind of business as usual and almost, you know, sometimes you, you walk around and people are a little leery to say, hey, man, how's it going today? Because they know it ain't going good. Um, so they don't even bring it up. They're like, oh, Kyle's here. Jeff. Since, excuse me, since RCR is an, at least an option uh, on one year considered, how did you even get to the point with Childress where you could – consider driving for him after the moment here 11 years ago the hold my watch thing like how did you guys get to this point where you could even be civil I guess uh who's to say he hasn't punched me again 
in any of these conversations. Uh, whenever you go into negotiations, it's never fun, so you're duking the whole time. So, um, yeah, no, it, I think you grow up and um, you work through things and you, you talk it over. Really, it was it was fine the first time I sat down with them. Everything was, was okay. And um biggest thing about it was just having the opportunity to, to kind of um, – you know, put that behind us. No different than going on the Dale Jr. download and talking about 2008 and, and crashing at Richmond. You know what I mean? So um, just you get through it and you talk about it and life moves on. Go next to Bob and then we'll finish with Justin. I'm Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. Do you know what happened with the engine last week? And is it, do you know whether, are, you, are there any concerns this weekend that the same issue could occur? Um, the best I know is that the issue that happened at Richmond at the 45 car, the issue that happened with the 20 at Watkins Glen, with me at Watkins Glen, I think Denny had one somewhere in practice. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, and then mine last weekend, they were all the same issue. So they keep seeing it uh, over and over. And what's interesting is like the road course package isn't necessarily the mile and a half package. So they didn't think that uh, that would transfer over, but it did. So um, they've made some adjustments to uh, some internals, and hopefully we we don't see it going forward. Gearbox. Excuse me. Gearbox. What about the gearbox? No engine. Engine's what let go, right? Yeah. Justin Farmer, KCOU. Kyle, uh, what's been the biggest change in terms of the industry you've seen while going through this free agency e class? Drivers ain't making what they used to anymore. It's fact. Um, I was fortunate enough to be in a really, really, really good spot for a long time and had good leverage there to, um, you know, get paid very well. And, um, you know, anytime you look at other opportunities out there that, um, you know, they can only go so far and they can only do so much and they don't know you and you haven't spent the time there, you know, fast forward 15 years from now, wherever the hell I go, will I have – a better chance of negotiating a better deal uh, than my current one or, or whatnot, then I would agree that that's probably a, uh, a good assessment. Well, Kyle, thanks for taking the time to join us, and good luck this week. I wouldn't have missed it for the world. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Another Kyle Bush. Uh, I don't know. He, he sounds a little better than... Then he did, but he said the key word. They're not driving payers, driving. They're not paying drivers like they were, Kyle. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think the whole Eric Phillips deal was a big deal as well. Um, you know, having John Hunter uh, being his crew chief and having the success they've had so far. And, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty going on right now. Um not sure what's going to happen here in the next next day and a half, so um, next day or so. But uh, we'll see what happens with KBM and, you know, whether they go to Chevrolet or they stay with Toyota, we don't know. But uh, I know there's a lot of Toyota drivers there, and, you know, that's going to, you know we don't know what's going to happen here. So, um, yeah, um, didn't have the greatest luck in the race on Sunday. Kyle Busch didn't. Um, he's won at Kansas before and trucking in the Cup Series. So, uh, yeah. Still a lot of uncertainty to go, and you still got to deal with that. And um, yeah, um, yeah, it's a really tough time right now. You know, a lot of 
a lot of big news coming, especially Tuesday morning. And then, uh, you know, um, the uh, the race is coming up at Bristol. So, but um, but yeah, it's you know good good to get the Kyle Busch audio in there, Rowdy. Um, but yeah, it was a really busy weekend at Kansas, and um, I know like we were talking about Mother Nature really wasn't wasn't too too kind to the area, but they did get the Xfinity race in as well. So. Um, I know we have Noah Gregson uh, as well, so I, let's let's hear from him. Let's hear what he had to say after that rain short event. Okay. We're, get, we're officially going to start this press conference with tonight's winner, Noah Gregson. Noah, take us through uh, what was going through your mind uh, before the end of stage two there. Um, I knew the, the 54. I mean, they were really fast all day. I think um, that was important to pick crew. On the pit stops, they did a good job keeping us in contention, and then that restart, I think, was the most important part of the race today. Um, yeah, it's a rain victory, but we, we also restarted. We came off pit road third behind the 54 and the 19, and um, they both chose the top. I chose bottom third row and restarted inside of the 19, and I could see the 54 pushing the 07 on old tires, and he was spinning his tires pretty bad, and they left the middle open for me and, you know, got to the lead on those guys. And that that kind of was a game changer on today's race. I think we all knew that we were racing to halfway or a little after halfway and um, started raining um, during that. We got a caution for rain with about seven or eight to go. It started raining more and more, and then... Two laps to go. Um, I knew I had to get the lead. The seven was really fast with Allgaier, and um, yeah, I was able just to defend him off, and we did our job. Um, I know rain shortened races get kind of overlooked, but um, we weren't in contention, and we put ourselves in contention. I think that's the most important thing when the, the time was right, and um, we were able to, to pull it out. All right, we're going to take questions for Noah. If you have a question, raise your hand. We'll get one to you. We'll go to Justin and then Lee. Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Um, momentum's kicking in at just the right time, I guess. So uh, talk about what – I mean, playoffs right around the corner, so just talk about what your goals are with, with that. Obviously, you probably want to win the championship considering you're going to Cup next year. Yeah, that's definitely the, the goal is to make it to Phoenix in the Final Four and – it's a challenge to make it to Phoenix, and right now the top of our minds is playoff points, stage wins, race wins, and um, getting the stage two win and, and eventually the race win. Those are those are really big. Um, we've taken a couple points penalties um, throughout the season, just out of idiocracy. I don't is that the word? Being an idiot um, throughout the season and. Um, then we got DQ'd at New Hampshire, which didn't help us. But, um, you know, everybody's just been staying together. We got really good racetracks coming up, I think, for our team personally. Um, Bristol, I really struggle at. Uh, so hopefully we can get through there. We, we've won a race there, but every other time I've been there, I haven't been very good. But the rest of these races coming up in the playoffs are really good racetracks for us, especially in the round of eight. Las Vegas, we have a really good um you know, average finish there. Uh, I really want to win there. We've been close. I think I have five or six top five finishes in seven races. So um, we feel pretty good about that. Homestead, obviously, um, I would 
bet a lot of money on myself if I could, and uh, and then Martinsville we feel really confident about. So the way the schedule is, um, we're really excited to to see what we can do at these racetracks. Um, but ultimately, everyone's fired up. We're working on all cylinders and just really confident right now. We'll go up front to Lee. Can you take us through that move on the restart? Because you know it's already raining. It was raining from the time that they dropped the green flag. And so you're sitting there, you got your teammate next to you, so you're in a precarious position because you, you know, you want to be respectful of your teammate. You know, the 54 to hell with him. But, you know, you're just, the two of you, what what did you do just to be able to pull out and, and get ahead and, and put yourself in prime position? Well, I knew Justin, he's a veteran of our sport, and he's really respected, and he's a, a great race car driver. So I knew that I wanted to be, I was a leader at the time and, and wanted to pick the top. I knew he was going to pick either lane. I didn't, so he went to the front row to the inside of me, and really my mindset from there under caution was you need to get a good launch. Um, I was struggling with the, the launches all day. Um, I talked to Brandon Jones. He said he was struggling with the launches all day. Two after after we got out of the cars during the rain delay and um, I could kind of see it throughout the race and I knew he had Justin had the 19 behind him so um, pushers are so important on these mile and a half restarts in my opinion the guy who restarts behind the leader controls the start of the race or controls the restart and once he the leader knows once he gets that hit from behind the guy behind the leader that he's going to take off. So um, I knew I had to go early, and the 19 was going to try and push hard, and, and the 7 was going to be aggressive. But um, I think that's just a product of, of Justin Algar being a good race car driver, racing side-by-side side. through Turn 1. We've seen it here in the playoffs. Um, turn 1 and 2 on restarts get extremely sketchy, and there's a lot of a lot of calamity, a lot of catastrophe that, that happens. And... It's pretty sketchy, but, um, you know, I tried to give him a little bit of room on entry and um, got the momentum on exit. He got a little loose, and, and then I was just defending from there. You've been waiting a couple of years to, to go to COP, and I know that there had been discussion that you might have been in a GMS deal, you know, even this year, as early as this year. But after seeing Eric win last week, you know, following up your win, how encouraged are you now knowing that you've made that decision? Well, I think, you know, I, I was talking to Brandon McReynolds about it this week, and when we signed that deal, people were saying, what are you guys doing? You guys are, are dumb. But what we saw out of, of Petty GMS with Maury and Mike Beam and, and the Petty family and, and everybody um, on downwards, they want to grow and they want to build. And, um, you know, we, we've, we weren't the best when I went to junior motorsports in, in 2019, and I'm not taking any credit for the success we have now, but we've been able to all come together as a group and, and become one of the fastest teams. And looking back to how it was in 2019, oh, man, did we make the right move or not? Um, is, is Junior Motorsports the place for me? And, and looking back, it, it is the place for me. And um, it's more rewarding when you can have struggles. And obviously you want to be in the best stuff possible, but – when you can go through struggles and adversity and, and grow yourself, um, that that's important to me. And um, with Eric winning last weekend, I think it kind of turned some people's heads. 
we want to keep on growing. We want to keep on building. I've been a small part of it over there so far, um, just being around it um, with just being able to go test for them. So I, I've met the guys and, and whatnot, but I'm really excited to get working with everybody next year and, and focus on on all that. I think they're really hungry. They kind of feel like the underdogs that can go do it. I think Eric, he's might be 11 in points right now. So I think at the beginning of the year, talking to Dave, he said, man, if we could be in the top 20 in points, it'd be a successful year for them to be in 11 in points with a race win. I think it exceeds their expectations and, and they want to keep building and growing. So the relationship that I have with Eric is, is pretty special. Um, I was talking to him after the first day at Martinsville test. Um, I was doing simulator work for them and talked to him and, and was like, hey, man, what do you think about the track? What do you think about the car? And he kind of gave me his, his two cents. I was like, are you going to stick around for when I drive? And he was like, I might stick around for a couple of runs, but I'm not going to stay the whole time. I'll probably try and get home. And I got in the car, and he, he had a headset on, and he stayed the whole day and, and was really engaged and looking at data and, and keying up and helping me out. And, um, you know, I really feel like we have a, a good bond already. And Dave called me, his crew chief, Dave Ellens, called me on the way home, and he was like, man, I've never seen Eric open up this way to, to anybody. So um, that's one thing to be positive for. So I'm um, extremely grateful to, to be able to move on to that next chapter but right now I'm, I'm really focused on just finishing out this year trying to win races and uh, trying to become the best race car driver I can. Thanks Lee. Go down to your left over here Noah. Uh, Caleb Bissell, SpeedwayDigest.com. Noah, uh, what was your opinion on that first rain caution that we had then we went back to green there? I mean obviously NASCAR wanted to be safe rather than sorry after the Daytona melee but would you rather have a caution thrown when it's barely spitting rain out or would you rather go till you can't? I mean, when they, when they threw the caution, um, I could see a few raindrops on my windshield. Obviously, they got to be pretty sensitive to the rain based off of what did happen at Daytona. Um, and I, I think they're taking precautions. Um, there were win sprinkles on the windshield, um, but... I wasn't losing grip, but who knows? You might it might pick up. You never know. I, I think they did make the right choice um, by getting us back going, but I think they did also made the right choice by by you know throwing the caution, and just seeing how it was, and um, we were still getting a couple raindrops under that caution, and seeing the Cup race last weekend, keeping the cars on the racetrack. I was I was hoping I knew the rain was coming hard, so I was just hoping that we could get to halfway and. Um, I mean, honestly, I really didn't want to go back to green for those last two laps of the stage, but we did, and it ended up working out. But, uh, you know, at the same time, the track was still good, and, and then it started coming down. But I think NASCAR made the right decision. Wayne Otten, the rest of the, the staff at NASCAR, they do a great job week in and week out. And, uh, you know, it's a privilege to be able to race in the Xfinity Series and, and race in NASCAR, and I respect their decision no matter what. I'm going to go in the back here now. Todd Engel with the Kansas City Star. So can you walk us through that weird, it's official, it's not thing, and did you really ever expect to be going back to green at any point after uh, the, the cars were pulled off the track? Uh, not really. I knew once we came down pit road, it was I was 99% sure that it was it was going to be official, especially when we dropped the, the window net. It was just a matter of time. But 
Just looking at the radar all day. Um, came in early today for cut practice, and before the Xfinity garage opened, they already had the radar. They were looking at it. I wasn't sure if we were going to get cut practice in, just looking at it and seeing there was a big sell. And just kind of paid attention to it all day and, and what the radar looked like. It looked like it was coming from the, I guess it would have been the west maybe on the screen over. And, um, you know, I, I knew from the start of the green flag today that, there was a high chance that it, we were going to have to only get to halfway or just, you know, 15, 20 laps into the third stage. So I think everybody kind of had that mentality. That's why we all pitted, um, you know, 15, 20, 25 laps into that second stage because we knew that, that the rain was looming. So, um, yeah, I kept an eye on it all day, but knew that there was a really high possibility of it. Go over here to your left, John. JohnNewbieHeavy.com. So I talked to Justin earlier and asked him, you know, why Junior Motorsports is so record-breaking this year, why it's been so dominant. And his best guess was, you know, the chemistry because you guys are in the same cars. But what, from your perspective, do you see? Well, I think there's three talented drivers. I think there's a lot of talent at the race shop. And hard work. I think that's the most important thing is, is hard work and everybody coming together. And I mean, Josh has been there almost two years now. Sam's been there a year and a half and he's been around from the beginning of last year. Um, I've been, this is my fourth year and Justin's been there more than anyone. And he's, he's really the, the leader of our group. And I'm, I kind of just roll with the punches and, you know, just, I, I just try and enjoy it and like not bitch and complain too much, to be honest. Um, you know, I just try and work on myself before I say anything about the cars or anything. Obviously they're really fast this year, but, um, you know, I think just all the people and Kelly and Dale LW, um, Ryan Pemberton is a big part of our company um, and the success that we've had still, even today. Um, Joe Mattis, Kristen, everybody who is involved, it, it takes everyone. And I think we have a great group of people. Um, I really don't want it to change. I, I, I've been thinking over these last two or three weeks, it's, it's coming to an end. And... Um, it's bittersweet because I'm I'm in love with with everybody at, at Junior Motorsports. I'm I'm having the most fun I've ever had in my racing career, and don't want it to ever stop. But um, you know, it things move on, and um, I wish them the success next year. But I think um, with three extremely talented teammates and a lot of really really good employees, um, the engine shop. Hendrick Motors. This is their 499th win. And um, I called Mr. Hendrick the day before we announced the Petty GMS deal and said, hey, going to do this deal. And he said his words to me of advice and whatnot. And he also threw him one more thing. We At the time, he's like, we have 495 wins. We I want to get 500 this year. And that's what's 
kind of giving me extra boost of confidence. And he said, I think you could be the guy to get our 500th win for the motor program. And, and that'd be really special to me if we can. So um want to get that for him. Uh, enjoy every single second I have of it. Um, don't want to take anything for granted for the rest of the year because like that, we're going to be in Phoenix and, and just appreciate the moment because I really am thankful for where I'm at and the people um, working so hard at Junior Motorsports and I don't want it to end. Perfect. Thank you. Go to Chris Knight. Chris Knight, catchmans.com. I'm Noah. How many wins are you capable of this year and what's it been like to have Luke Lambert along the ride for the journey? Yeah, it's been cool. Luke's like my best friend, my like older brother. Like we hang out all the time. I take his kids. He's got uh, two little boys, nine and ten years old, and a daughter that's five years old. And I took his boys up to North Wilkesboro and and spent the evening with them. We watched a modified race. We build dirt bike tracks in his backyard with the boys. We shoot BB guns. I'm just a kid at heart, and uh, the, the boys were actually. They woke up at like six the other morning and they were laying out acorns in the yard to try and find some squirrels to to shoot and stuff and um it's pretty funny uh they're trying to bait the squirrels in with acorns, laying them all over the yard but yeah, Luke and his family and really everybody on this number nineteen all the guys were really connected right now and having the most fun as as we can. We're working really hard. We're bringing fast race cars to the racetrack, but we're having fun and it's it's really enjoyable. I've been um, in the sport at times where, you know, you, you just kind of feel like the driver. You don't really feel a part of the family. Right now at Junior Motorsports, I really feel a part of the family and, and feel like we're really confident as a race team and um, just really enjoy our, our time together right now. Um, Homestead, Talladega, so, yeah, I think we can go run good there. It's just kind of a toss-up. Um, I think we can run, win Phoenix, Texas, Homestead, Vegas, and Martinsville. All those maybe won't work out, but um, I feel really confident about those places. Those are, I mean, Vegas, Homestead. Martinsville are like my best race tracks right now, so um, I, I'm really excited to see what we can do in the next few races. I'm going to suck at Bristol probably. I, I suck at Bristol every time I go there except for that one time during COVID, and we won, but every other time we, I'm terrible there. Like I run like seventh, so um, hopefully I can do better this week. We're going to work really hard to, to try and go win that one. Come up front here, Dustin Long. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. A couple things. You mentioned having to talk to Rick. I know, obviously, he's a part owner of, of JRM. I'm just curious, Did you have you really ever had much contact with him, or what is it like to call him and tell him something like that or just have any type of a conversation with, with him? Um, I've talked to him a couple times on the phone just after wins and stuff in Victory Lane, but I've actually – don't think I've ever met Mr. Hendrick, um, and I really, really want to um, badly. I, I look up to him as a businessman, as um, a team owner, as a mentor, and um, I text him a lot um, and congratulate him on, on their success. And um, 
you know, we've we've been on a roll here so far, um, and really want to meet him and just talk to him and just shake him his hand and look him in the eyes and just thank him for the opportunity and um, talking to him on the phone. You know, I was I was actually getting my hair cut because they made me cut the mold off and I called him and and talked to him about you know next year and whatnot and just uh, that was a real first conversation I've really had with him um, serious conversation where you know we were talking about something important and so I'd like to sit down with him um, I before we signed the deal I talked to Jack and House um, a little bit and some other people but really look up to Mr. Hendrick and would love the opportunity to meet him one day and um you know, you reference going to North Wilkesboro. Obviously, next year North Wilkesboro will be on the schedule with the All Star event, so you'll have the opportunity to race there. Um, even though you're a racing guy, obviously you came from out west. You don't have the connection, you know, from being in the North Carolina area. So, and you're as a younger person, what what does North Wilkesboro mean to you? Obviously, for a lot of older fans, they understand or there's a history because maybe they they remember the races. That's that's not for you. So. What does North Wilkesboro mean to you, or, or, or what did you kind of get a sense of when, when you were there recently? Really, the, I mean, I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but the only reason why I really wanted to go see the racetrack is because I would drive up to Bristol and we'd pass it. It'd be up on the hill on the right-hand side. I, I don't really still, I guess it's the turn one and two bleachers maybe, the backside of them. But you'd, I'd see it on the highway like two or three times um, in my life, driving to Bristol, and I was like, man, I, I want to stop and go check that place out, but I didn't really know where to go. I just kept trucking, and that was really the main reason is they got it going, and I, I've i always wanted to see what the place looks like. I, I think it's cool, um, a historic place, and um, I, I kind of am kicking myself this week when I saw the announcement of North Wilkesboro coming back. I wish I would have ran the late model or street stock or something just to get some track time. Uh, I almost texted Dale and said, hey, can I go test your late model stock at North Wilkesboro before the end of the year next year or something just to, to feel the place out and um, maybe get Josh Berry to come crew chief me there for a test or something but um, and get tips from him. But yeah, I, I think it's a pretty cool racetrack. It's pretty cool what they've been able to do with the place. And, I mean, when you walk in, you can just see, like, man, this was a ghost town not too long ago. And, and it's old. It has history. And you appreciate that history when you walk in there. So um, the one thing I did take, I, I watched the modified race. Matt Hirschman won it. And Tony Hirschman's brother, God bless you, spotter. And um, I was like, man, you really want to be around the bottom. The outside line doesn't work too well. So I'm not too good on the outside or not too good on the bottom anywhere. I'm I'm pretty good on the outside line, I feel like. So I might struggle there, but hopefully we can go test there. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Noah, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I tell you what, Kyle, I've listened to Noah this year. He got very little support in the past from Junior until he started – this this year, and now you see in junior in, in pit row with him, and for him to make the statement, he hadn't met met Mr. H, in the in the, all the four years he's been at Junior Motorsports, man, I find that hard to believe. It is hard to believe, and yeah, you would think you know he drives the 
Hendrick affiliated car that he you know get to finally meet Mr. Hendrick, but I guess not. But um, they've had a good year, another back-to-back wins for Noah Gregs. I think it's the second time that's happened in his career. So uh, yeah, they've been looking really good this year. You know, you mentioned Phoenix, so he's really good at Homestead. He's really good at so got some good tracks coming up, and um, he was the not only non-Toyota driver to win this weekend. Uh, Chevrolet, as he mentioned, Ty Gibbs probably had the best car in the race, but uh, I don't know what happened to him. Um, I know he finished in the top five, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure how he got uh, back to the uh, got got uh, got back to third. He finished third. Um, so, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, uh, you know, the second stage of the race, they had a uh, rained and Noah Gregson was out front. So, and you know, he had to, to to you know deal with the 54 card a lot this year, and I think it's going to continue. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's probably going to be down to those two when we get down to, to Phoenix, and you know, maybe throw AJ Allmendinger in there as well. So, still got a lot of racing left, and uh, still got one race left in the Xfinity regular season. Well, Kyle, I like the matchup with Noah going to Petty and GMS. GMS needs Noah, and Noah needs GMS and Petty to grow his career. <clears throat> but, you know, is Eric just now coming into his own, and are those cars, that new car, kind of putting parity with GMS? Because we've seen Trackhouse come in here and win two races with the new car and a new team. But I, I think Eric Jones and, and uh, Noah Gregson is going to be a good combo for 2023 and might see a, a couple of wins out of that group right there. I think it's definitely possible. I mean, you've seen Eric Jones win at Darlington and uh, getting the king back in victory lane, so... Uh, yeah, you know, it's weird, Rowdy. We've had two cup races in the playoffs, and they've been won by non-playoff drivers. So um been an interesting season. Uh, and win but, number uh, 18 now of the season, right? New winners? Right. I think, I think, I think that ties a record. Or ties the record. Ties ties the most in 2001. So, um, so yeah, 18 different winners. Um, I think that's what it is. So, But, uh, yeah, Rowdy, uh, the winners keep coming, and, uh, it was a clean sweep for the number 45 cup car. Uh, Bubba Wallace got the win. Uh, his first win on a track, not Daytona or Talladega, so in the cup series. So I, I think that that's going to help, too. So um, been fast Thanks, this sir. year. And Kyle, was Bubba won in the 23 car? That's the question. Would he have won that race in the 23 car? I don't think it would have mattered. I, I mean, it's it's the same equipment. Uh I mean, a 45 is a good car, but I, I, I don't know, Rowdy. Like I said, I, I, didn't, I, just, I didn't even get to, to see the race, but um, from what I've seen, it looks like, you know, I just had a good car. And, you know, you know it's nice because you can move around there a little bit, like it's been mentioned in some of the, the media availabilities. Uh, you know, you can kind of move around a little bit. So, But, uh, yeah, that's what, uh, you know, Bubba Wallace uh, spoiling the playoff party. Uh, we've, like I said, two two races so far in the playoffs, and two, one by two non-playoff drivers. So uh, let's hit the deadline room and see what uh, Bubba Wallace, Denny Hamlin, and his crew chief had to say. Uh, We're going to go ahead and get started with our post-race press conference here, joined by the winner, Bubba Wallace, driving the number 45, 2311 Toyota, 
we'll straight to questions from media. Please raise your hand. We'll have a panel with the wireless mic. We'll start with Dustin Albino, JC.com. Bubba, with winning at Talladega last fall and it being rain-shortened, does this one mean more to you? Uh, I mean, it's, it's just as special, right? Anytime you can get to victory lane in the Cup Series, it's, it's, uh, it's a moment that you don't want to let go. Um, fortunately, we got to shift our mind focus to Bristol now. Uh, but we'll celebrate tonight. But, um, you know, to win it in this fashion, yeah, it's, it's definitely really cool. So, you know, we're talked about when we go to the speedways and um, – kind of not so much the rest of the track, so I want to start changing that. And uh, we've been able to show up these last uh, two months or so, all different types of racetracks, and uh, be talked about. And that's, uh, that's cool. So it's, it's a step in the right direction. We just um, can't, uh, can't get complacent. We just got to keep going. Got to keep pushing for more. And this is great, but we, we have to continue to go back out and battle. So I appreciate the opportunity that I'm in right now with the team that I have, and uh, keep going. Thanks. Was this the best race of your career, the best race where nothing went wrong and so it just looked good? Yeah, we had a loose wheel, so <laughs> something went wrong. Yeah. Uh, we were able to capitalize, though. Um, I think in those moments um, uh, before I would get frustrated, don't get me wrong, I was frustrated. I thought we had a really good car, and you never know what's going to happen when you get back there, but I knew that it would. we had a, lo a lot of laps in front of us. So take our time, get back up through there, and hell, by three or four laps, we were already top 20, I think, so had to have a level mindset going into that. Like, okay, we're going to bounce back from some, from some adversity. And then, honestly, I started calling the shots. I said, you know, when, when we break the, the threshold here of fifth, you know, it, it ramps up, and we need to be ready for that. And then I said, you know, once we get the lead here, we, our balance has got to, you know, be able to, capable, be able to hang on to that. And it fell right into our hands. So just, um, just hats off to these two guys here sitting on top of the box you know, looking at all the nerd stuff that they do and uh, making the most of it because it's, it's, uh, it, it goes hand-in-hand hand with each other. The, the relative calmness that you felt when you were just out front today, Yep. why, where did that come from, and how has that changed over the last couple years for you? You know, I, I get excited and, and uh, I get let down a lot when I'm excited. So it's better to, to come into it ho-hum and uh, be, be – you know, relieved with the win at the end of it. So it's uh, it's really, really cool. I think just got to – you never know when it's over. I mean, you had the you had Denny behind us. That was coming pretty hard. But, you know, it was going to take a really big mistake for, for, for him to get to me. And so I was really focused on that. I didn't really have time to think about anything else. Thank you. Um, Kurt Busch tweeted, we are winners again, proud of Bubba Wallace and 23 Racing for getting it done today. How does it feel to, you know, kind of pick up the mantle and be the guy to have to, you know, carry all this? I mean, it's not like you haven't had the weight on you, on your shoulders probably since you got here, right? Yeah. And this is just one more test. But to pass it with flying colors, to pull off the W, it, it's got to feel good under these circumstances. I mean, even probably better than normal oh no doubt um i mean uh, first of all kurt you know hate the scenario that we're in with him um but he has been nothing but an advocate and a leader in these moments uh for us when we get back to our monday morning meetings he's there giving insight on how to be better um and and i i appreciate him for that and it, it's taught me how to be better off the racetrack uh, let alone on the racetrack and, and the conversation i had with him in victory lane was was really special he uh <clears throat> 
He just talked about believing in self, and he always believed in me, and so I thought that was pretty special. And Denny said yesterday, he goes, he would not be surprised if a non-playoff driver won at Phoenix, and that, you know, it kind of completely upset the apple cart. Here we are at the second race of the playoffs. We have two non-playoff drivers getting it done. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you never know with this car. I mean, we're up to 18 winners now, and and uh, I think it's it's really cool with uh, some of the races that we've been put on this year, and and the races that we've been able to capitalize on, you know, it's it's, it's going to come down to Phoenix, and I hope we're there winning. That'd be awesome. Win us the owners' championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We're going to have Booty join us up on the stage. He's the only one that can help. And then, Danny, if you want to come, there's a little seat up here, too, please. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Um, Bubba, I'm curious. You often hear from drivers who talk about they feel like there's a big difference between winning that second race and winning that first race in the sense of no longer being a, a first-time winner. I know it's it's early. Is there a significance other than obviously the accomplishment, but what does it mean to be a two-time winner as opposed to a, a one-time winner in your mind? Yeah, I think it's incredible. I think... Um, <laughs> Uh, winning at this level is the hardest thing in life for 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 us for us race car drivers and i mean um you know to to be able to say we're winners today uh, here at Kansas through the year that we've had and what we've been able to do the last couple months is is incredible so I'm proud of have everybody proud of booty thankful for Denny for just continuing to believe in me and uh make the most of every opportunity so it's come out winners I, I knew it was only a matter of time I had a lot of people telling me that and uh so it's finally cool to see it come to fruition but Two times is better than one time. And I also got a question for you, and, and Denny or, or Booty can jump in. I know after the race, Chris Gavehart was talking to Denny and, and talking about how he felt like a key moment was the last pit cycle and how you are so good on pit e- entrance, pit exit, and a green flag cycle. And not being a driver, you know, what that skill is like and what you've been able to do and, the, and how you've honed that skill. And, and whether, Denny, you can talk about or Booty, what you can talk about what you've seen and how he's done in and that because Chris Chris seemed to indicate that felt like that was an important aspect of of the race today. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't do any practice pit ins, but Bubba historically is uh, on the metrics been really good on green flag entries. Um, so I kind of knew that it was going to be tough for me to gain. So I kind of focused just on not making a mistake coming to pit road. Um, he had such a big lead on us anyway. I think uh, probably three or four seconds. Um, when I think probably three seconds when we came to pit road, I thought, just let me do a solid job here. But yeah, he just smashed us pretty bad. I think by about a second. Um, so, and we lost by exactly one second. Again, you still got to pass him, right? <laughs> That's a whole other thing. I think I, you know, I got held up with the 20 quite a bit. So you just never know. Uh, it would have been a great battle to the end, but he, he did a better job than I did uh, on that green flag cycle for sure. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of metrics in our JGR metric sheet. There's about a thousand pages, 
and uh, I take pride in, in uh, you know, trying to be at the top of those. Uh, some weeks you are, some weeks, most weeks I'm not, but uh, pit in, pit out, green flag stuff has always been kind of one of my strong suits, so uh, honestly, I just they said pit now, and I'm like, okay, and, and just was able to capitalize, and that was it. Didn't do anything fancy, but just kind of one of those high traits that we carry, and so it, it worked out for us. Mm-hmm. Booty, do you have uh, anything to add on the topic? No, nothing to add. Man, a few words. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Congratulations, obviously. Um, what's it like racing in a different championship compared to what most fans are seeing on the front end? Because obviously all the, all the you know, running orders showing who's in the driver's playoffs, but you, you alluded to it earlier, you are chasing that owner's championship. So what's this win, what's this momentum kind of mean going towards, you know, the next last eight races, I should say? Yeah, no, I think um, this locks us into the next round and, uh, first playoff experience for me uh, at the cup level, so it's it's uh, it's really cool. So, I remember the conversation that, that Denny pulled me aside um, down in Florida, and he was like, "Hey, we want you to drive the 45 and compete for a championship, and uh, we believe in you." And so, it's just continue to do what we do. Uh, I didn't I didn't walk away from that being like, "Oh man, we gotta ramp it up here." We've been stellar. We've been really really good. And so it's only a matter of times and a little bit of things we needed to clean up, and here we are today. We, we executed today. Still wasn't a perfect day, but we were able to execute and, and bounce back and make the most of it. And um, that's, that's what we need to continue to do. Uh, yeah, it's going to ramp up as we get closer to Phoenix, but right now we, we, we're focused on Bristol, and, and that's it. And then you knew that this was the choice that you needed to make once you knew Yeah, I mean, we talked internally about it, um, and, and we just felt like that we – we're really trying to build a, a one-team culture, and, and a lot of teams try to do that, right? But it's, you know, even at JGR, we're, we're four, pretty much four independent teams. Um, we're trying to, to mesh this into uh, we're able to switch pit crew guys at any moment, you know, from one to, team to another. When one team wins, the, the other pit crew is going to get bonuses just as well. So, like, it's we're really trying to instill a really positive, um, you know, one-team mentality and so by doing that and having a, uh, an eligibility in the owner's championship, we were able, were able to just pick apart and pit our, put our best pieces in each section of a race team to go out and compete at our best. And Bubba Wallace was a very easy choice for us, especially uh, the results that he's given us over the last two to three months. Um, it's just been great. And the speed is really steady shown all year. So uh, he's just really took a huge jump this year. Uh, and his craft from last year, and it's just it was a very simple decision for us. And I think you know we knew that Bubba was going to take a lot of pride in being the flagship driver for us for these last ten. John, John NewbieHeavy.com. This one's for Denny. When you first started this whole operation, I mean, obviously, I'm assuming you envisioned a scenario where you and Bubba would be fighting for the win, both of you trying to get some playoff points. But how does that line up with your initial timeline of trying to be competitive? Uh, I'm not really, I don't really understand it completely, but I, I, I knew that the moment would come. I mean, I think that it, it happened for the first time, uh, really this spring with Kurt, I kind of got a front row seat to him, um, battling for the win. And I, the same thing today, I watched the 45 and I'm going up the field with him and I see him passing and I see him go take the lead, but then I'm, I'm really trying to get there. Um, you know, I'm really frustrated from how our first 160, 70 laps went. Uh, I was chewing the steering wheel pretty heavily, so uh, I, I wanted to get there and, and get a win despite the, you know, all the adversity that our team went through today. 
but yeah, I was I, like I said in my interview post race. I just you know, there's no way that Bubba ever expects me to give him anything. He doesn't. He wants to know that he went out here and earned the win today, and that was not given to him. Um, my lap times, those last 20 laps, <laughs> proved that I was given it every single bit that I had. But he just out executed us, uh, out track positioned us, and out card us today. So, and then just kind of following up on that really quick. Based on how the season started with, you know, the stuff that happened, like mishaps pit road, I mean, how satisfying is it that this was nearly a perfect performance with the dominant car, the pit crew that was great all day? Yeah, they, they did really, really a good job uh, with this, this 45 team. And, and, you know, this team is – was the pit crew has been with Kurt Busch for most of the year. Uh, we locked them in, this, this, this core group, for, you know, probably the last 10 to 15 races. And, and they've done a great job, and they've just been really solid – uh, I think a lot of people had a lot of issues on pit road. Uh, certainly we were uh, one of many, but uh, I saw him in the back of the pack just like we were, and, and he was able to get through the traffic faster than I was. And so that's the pivotal point of the race where, you know, uh, where I think that he's really improved in the sense of that typically when that happens, like, you know, no offense to Bubba, but sometimes the wires get crossed. And so today it just seemed like he was very methodical in his way back and you know this is overcoming adversity you know everyone has something that happens in the middle of the race that that t takes them off of schedule and today was like a, a great moment for that team to to battle back from the back and uh get to the win um i, I don't know if it's because of like where we are or how you did it or because it's the second one but this one feels so much more like normal to me, like everything about victory lane, not race. race. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> um, so I was wondering for all three of you, you know, does that do you? I guess share that sentiment. Does this feel somewhat more like a normal win? Um, and you know, I guess is that a good thing? Certainly, um, I'm really happy for Bubba and our team. And I'll just say this: it's a pleasure working with Bubba. Um, he's gotten better and better. I thank Denny a lot for going out on a limb and taking his money and put, putting it on the line to start the team. And so all of that being said, we want we know how good we are. You know, we, we knew. And I knew how good Bubba was, how, how good he's, he's been all year. So I feel very happy for him in the fact that, you know, we took it to him. There's no, you know, what you going to say? You know, what, 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 can you, what can you throw rocks at us about this time? You know, so um, – I'm just really happy for our whole organization, and especially Bubba, for how we how we did. Yeah, Echo. Sure. <laughs> uh, Staff Sergeant Johnson, first Infantry Division Public Affairs. Bubba, congratulations on Thank your you. second win. Denny, as an owner and as a crew chief, I, I want to turn the the conference a little bit. This being a a special day, 9/11. You know, there's a lot of military members like myself out there. Can each one of you just what does this win on this uh, somber day mean yeah. to all of you? Uh, I mean, look at what we're representing on our car route has always been bold. They've always been out there, and they've wanted to make a statement each and every time. And so for them to to uh, to honor the heroes we lost on 9-11 um, was really cool to, to begin with, the initiative to begin with, and then to follow through and execute and, and come out as uh, – come out on top it's you, you can't make it up right it's a it's a it's a picture perfect day it's a story well written and just proud to be able to uh 
to carry the colors, carry the sponsor, and carry the names of all our heroes that we lost that day. So I see it means a lot to you, and I, I appreciate your service. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, we all know where where we were at, right? I remember I was at uh, um, uh, Rick Townsend's shop uh, putting the exhaust in my new late model, and uh, when it happened, and it was just a, a day that we just it burned in our souls, right? And so uh, you see the images, and at times, listen, we're all guilty of forgetting sometimes. And then around this day, you start to see the images again. And you're like, wow, you can't you can't forget. And so. It, you know, it's really an honor for us to be out there and um, represent the military and, you know, the first responders that, that, that came running, running into a burning building. It's just uh, they, they're, they're the true heroes uh, of this world for us, and, um, you know, we can't thank their service enough. That's why you see what NASCAR does every single week, you know, with the American flag. It's, it's something that is, is very loud and proud, and on every hauler, on every uh, – on every you know uniform, it uh, because it's really a big deal for for our sport to honor people like you. Yeah, I just like to say I love being American. Um, I hated what happened to us then. Um, I was proud of our country, how we came together and uh, recognized the ones that sacrificed uh, to try to save save people. I also back our military just because, hey, it, I'm I'm just pretty blatant about it. It's us. Even with our race team, it's it's us, and I don't care about anybody else. And I'm an American, and I love being American, and I don't care about anybody else. <laughs> so it, um, I, I appreciate a strong military. I'm a somewhat of a historian. You know, Rome ruled the world for a thousand years, and they had a stomp. They could stomp people with their military. They were strong, and I feel like we have to be strong as a nation we have to be strong as a military so we can do what we want to do uh, all those people fought for our freedoms and what that means is by by dictating our own terms everywhere people like us get to do what we want to do and i'm appreciative appreciative of it so um i hated that it happened i hope it never happens again but we remember all of it thank you guys in the back of the room uh this is for denny uh, Denny, since your race team won here in the spring and then here again in the fall, I'm wondering um, uh, how much does that increase the chance of uh, Michael Jordan coming back to the state where Dean Smith was born and seeing his race team race firsthand? <laughs> well, he's uh, he, he loves racing. Trust me, he loves going to NASCAR races. He's um, a lot of times, you know, TV likes to, to show him when he's in attendance, but a lot of times he comes and they don't even see him. He likes to sneak in, sneak out. So he's a he's a guy that uh, loves the sport. We can't thank him enough, and Curtis and Gene that uh, is with his uh, business team. That ultimately, like Bubba touched on in his interview, that that really believed in this. And ultimately, Michael be believes in the people that he hires. And uh, even though he says, "Okay, let's go ahead and start a race team," uh, it's it's still no go until you have you know the backing of of Curtis and that whole team. And uh, we can't thank them enough for what they do for our team. Um, yeah, they really taught me a lot uh, on the business side. I continue to learn on it. Um, it's my responsibility, responsibility to make sure these cars go fast, uh, pressing all the right buttons, hiring the right people to make sure we win races. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a perfect partnership. It really is. I couldn't ask for anything better. Um, you know, he, he loves Bubba. He loves this race team. Um, man, it's just I never would have imagined um, – 
you know, a team that, that started from scratch, literally from scratch. We had nothing um, just two years ago. Uh, to, to now have three race wins is just incredible. I can't tell you how hard it is to win in this series, and to do what we're doing right now is, is incredible, especially, you know, with this five-year plan of trying to get to a championship contending organization. Uh, it's still, you know, I'm the realist in the group knowing that we still have a ton of ground to cover, uh, but we're starting to really get the results that, you know, this hard work is starting to pay off. But we've got a lot of great things in the works um, in a few years. Hopefully you're going to talk about this team winning on a more regular basis, but never would in my wildest dreams would I imagine that we'd go out there and, um, you know, have three wins already in just, you know, a year and three quarters. But he won't be coming? Uh, I don't know. I don't keep his schedule, and uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I do not know. It's a short answer. All right, we'll come up front to Bob, and then we're going to go up to the press box. Uh, Bob Hockers, Fox Sports. Bubba, you're the first black driver to win more than one cup race. I'm curious just what does that mean to you to set that historic um, mark? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's incredible. Um, just makes you think back to when it all started 20 years ago and how we were just showing up to races and each and every weekend uh, my dad would always look for uh, the stiffest competition to make us better and uh, it was a lot of fun and it actually reminds me of the conversation I had with Harvick uh, on the grid talking about Keelan you know being able to do his first uh, asphalt legend cars race and uh, how eye-opening that was and I remember you know showing up to these places for the first time and and uh, just trying to be the best of the best and so it all relates to that question. You just you just want to show up and win, and uh, whatever history comes in after that, it all settles in behind because there's no greater thing than winning. Winning. So, I appreciate all the support from our fans and family, and just uh, just got to keep it going. Uh, we're going up to the press box. Question from the press box. Jim Lutter, Motorsport.com. Uh, first one for Denny, one for Booty. For Denny. Um, are you surprised non-playoff drivers have won the first two races and that combined with the 18 different winners of the season, is that the kind of unpredictability you thought we would see? Uh, yes, uh, and I mentioned it earlier this week that I thought that you know this could be the first potential year that uh, somebody wins the race at Phoenix that's not part of the championship four. Just simply because, um, you know, we used to, when we used to build our own cars and design our own cars, we would just kind of, uh, save the, the best stuff for the end of the season. So everyone would just kind of front load a lot of their best people, best parts, best bodies, best cars for the playoffs. And that's, you know, there's no secret that um, really that the ones that kept advancing, cars just got faster. Um, they started pushing tech a little bit more. And, you know, it, it was just no, no, uh, it wasn't a coincidence that the, the final four is always one, two, three, four. So, I think this year, with the car having so much parity, uh, certainly I think that this is a trend that could continue. Now, I mean, I don't know how long the list of new winners is going to get. We're at 18 now. I, I just, you know, Bob can call me out. I said at Sonoma, there's no no freaking way that we even get to 14. But uh, yeah, it's just been uh, it's been amazing. Everyone's won it legit. It's just been guys that go out there and execute and, and win races. So. Uh, it, it's been a, obviously great for the product because, um, you know, people tune in to, to not know who's going to be the race winner. And I think for the last few years, you tune in and you knew that the race uh, the, win, the race was going to be won by one of three organizations and maybe one or two drivers within those organizations. And so 
Uh, it's good that the, the love's getting spread around, and drivers now that are in equal equipment are able to show uh, what their talent's all about. And for Booty, uh, could you just kind of comment on both Bubba's driving performance and the team's performance, which included the round of green flag stops on that 96-lap run to the finish? Uh, yeah. Uh, really, since we've unloaded all weekend, um, as far as Bubba goes, I mean, when you, when you have positive momentum, when you do things right, I'm, I'm, I'm very careful to say this. I mean this in, uh, I don't know, it's easy. Okay, but it's not easy. My point is, it practice makes things easier. Yes, practice goes smooth. He and I talk. We don't even have to talk long. He tells me what he needs. We work on it. We go fast. You know, um, you qualify well. You get a good pit selection. It's just all of those things stack up, and that's all the things you need to do. And right now, it's definitely uh, we're clicking. We're doing well. Um, as far as how he drove the race, um, I just say this to him. Think about this. At the end of the race, he takes the lead, or he takes the lead on his own. He stretches the lead. By stretching the lead, it gives me the ability to just go. JR and I sit there, and we, we, we call the races. We knew with the lead he got us, all we had to do was protect behind us. We had a, a, a hedge to do that that makes it easy. Then the pit crew, did exactly, he got on and off pit road, like we said, well, as better than anybody, and the pit crew had an awesome stop. So then, then you're gone. You're, you know, you're out front. You, you've got it. What I give to Bubba, though, a testament to Bubba was he didn't push his car. I let him know how far he was ahead, and really he rode. You know, he saved his car. He didn't get anxious. He didn't make any mistakes. He didn't burn his stuff up. He, he knew the guys were behind him, and he just ran what he had to do. So that takes a tremendous amount of discipline um, and, and you know, n not letting the moment get too big. He, he didn't at all. Really, the moment didn't get too big for any of us. So um, we did what we had to do. So um, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of our crew. All right, we're going to come back down Thank to the you, media Jeff. center. Thank you, Jim. We'll go to the left of the room here, please. Congratulations, Bubba. Cole Evans, Racing Experts Media. Uh, with the announcement that Wilkesboro is coming back for the All-Star Race in 2023, how good does it feel to be locked into the main event now? Oh, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's cool. Um, that's going to be a cool event. I hope so. Um, but uh, just... You know, thankful for the opportunity. I know I continue to say that. And uh, see, I don't even focus on that stuff. You just go out and win, and all the good things follow in place. So don't have to race our way in now. That's sweet. Yep. All right, we have two more. We'll go back to Justin. I think with here. all the heat winners, we're going to have a full field. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe NASCAR can twist the format a little bit, you know. <laughs> Justin Schiller kicking the tires again. Uh, Booty, um, you're a multi-winner as a crew chief in the Xfinity Series, and now with this win, you're a multi-winner in the Cup Series. Um, that stat goes back as far as 2002 in the Xfinity Series. So, Damn you old. Well, I didn't mean to do that, but. What does that mean for you with your career uh, being on top of the box? Um, like I said, what Denny and Michael put together. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. What Denny and Michael put together, I told Wheels, Mike Wheeler, who was our competition director. He and I get along. I get along with all the people, um, but I'm just saying the depth. I told Wheels, I said, it's never been better than it is for me right now. Um, the quality of people. Um, Denny got upset with us 
months ago, rightfully so, but his message was, what do you need? Whatever you need, whatever it costs, it doesn't matter. And I remember that. I've never been with an owner. I've been with owners, I'll tell you all the truth, where they go, look, you need to run better, and I'm taking your rear changer, and you need to cut back on your budget a bit, but I expect you to do better. That's the opposite of what Denny has brought to the table. So I appreciate that. And um, it's just, yeah, we're, we're loaded. I mean, we're loaded. We're, and we're looking for all the rest of the best people as we keep going. And uh, and like I said, Bubba, we talked about it all year. Uh, even when I was suspended, I'd call him and go, man, you are driving so well. I know it just doesn't seem so, and it was frustrating, but it, it he kind of, we kind of knew it. You know, we just, you just got to keep grinding. You got to. And I guess for, as far as my career, it's the same way. Uh, God bless me. I was, I was lucky. I was lucky to get here. And um, I'm lucky to be in the position I'm in, and I appreciate it. So, like I said, if it ends tomorrow, if Denny says you're done tomorrow, I've had a hell of a ride, and I appreciate it. So, But I'm hoping to keep going. I want us to keep to keep uh, continuing and, and winning races because, like I said, it's better than I've ever had it. We're going to wrap up right here. Uh, Harry Loomis, LoomisNASCARTalk.com. Congrats on the win, Bubba. Um, obviously, your teammate Kurt Busch won earlier yep. in the year here. Um, but remembering that race back, you were right there with him on speed. Uh, you had a bad, I think it was a pit mishap at the end that didn't give you the finish uh, you deserved. Was it kind of vindicating to come back here the very next race and uh, drive about as good of a race as you could have and get the win? Yeah, no doubt. I think, um, you know, looking back at the first race, I'm selfish, and I think we were better than the 45. You know, we just didn't have the track position to show that. And uh, he took home the hardware to show that he was better than us. But um, uh, coming back here and, and actually it kind of all sparked at Michigan and, and figuring out what we had and understanding that Michigan setup was based around our Kansas setup, our first Kansas setup, and then coming back here, not much different than that. And it's like, okay, you know, we got to ramp up here, and, and the car is going to be good. So it, it puts more pressure on me. Say, like, hey, I know the car is good, so are you going to deliver? Are you going to go out and execute to give the car its full potential? And uh, we executed on all levels, uh, on the racetrack, on pit road, and uh, communication was awesome today. So it's just uh, it's just one of those things. You, you, you hate that you were in that scenario the first race, but it makes you come back stronger and look where we're at. And you guys have been just on a fantastic run. This is six top tens in the last nine races. Um, all sorts of tracks, too, road course. Michigan, Kansas, doesn't really matter. You guys have been running well everywhere. Um, just where's the confidence with the extension to going for the rest of the year and in uh, 2023? Yeah, I think <laughs> what I struggled with in the cup cars in previous was, was confidence in the car and actually trusting it. And, uh, you know, with this car, I was sidelined. I had a shoulder surgery right after the season and uh, didn't get much testing. Um, but I told myself going in uh, that I needed to step up and do a better job and, and push the car to its limits. If you don't do that, you don't know where the limits of the car is at, right? And um, the last, I mean, really all year, like Booty said, all year we've been doing a really good job. The results have not shown that. Um, but if I take a minute and brag about self, this is my best season ever of climbing in the race car and being like, all right, pal, it's time to go to work, and you leave it all out there and uh, and not regret any decision that you you, you make and, and look how we've been running. So it's uh, it all starts with self, and if you don't show up with confidence, then you're not going to run very good. So you got you got definitely got to show up with that. Thank you. Congratulations. Thanks. All right. Thank you, gentlemen, very Bob, much. Bob, wait, wait, wait. are we P1 in earnest points? Okay. 
not a bad day there. The 45 swept both races at Kansas this year. Hey, yeah, that's that's amazing. Uh, by two different people. It's a fast, it must be a fast little hot rod. That car and team's been good all year. I mean, both cars have been pretty good, so... Even though they only have the one of the owner's title right now, I mean, they've been they've been pretty good for the most part. Yeah. Well, Kyle, man, uh, moving on to Bristol next. The Great Coliseum. There should be some uh, hot tempers there. And, you know, Kyle, the big deal is, is who's in the playoffs is really not making a difference. They kind of lost they kind of lost points this week. Yeah, and having two non playoff drivers win in the first two races doesn't help either, so that locks out a playoff spot. I mean it does the forty five did lock into the round of twelve for the owner's title, so that was really the only person locking into the next round. So uh but yeah, you know, just so much with the playoffs we still haven't gotten in the Xfinity series yet, but the truck and Cup Series, the uh, playoffs are in full force right now. Well, Kyle, uh, don't try to make it bigger and better for Thursday night. I want everybody just to remind them that, hey, listen, we got the winners on Monday morning. I kind of like that. We played Corey Himes. We played John Hunter, Noah Gregson. We got to listen a little bit of what Kyle might be doing, but not really. And uh, Bubba Wallace in victory lane with Denny Hamlin and Booty Barker. Kind of like Monday mornings. Get to hear that, and then Thursday night we'll have some real drivers. Right. Yeah, and also, uh, you know, while we're still on the air here, uh, you know, Anthony Macri had to start at 19th Saturday night and won the Tuscora 50, so... Big win for him. Um, a lot of money to give away in Pete, Pennsylvania in the next couple of weeks. So not much else going on here, Rowdy. Um, just like I said, trying to dodge the raindrops. Basically, that's been the trickiest thing. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we get some good weather here in the next couple of weeks and uh, we get to see some big-time racing. All right, Kyle. I hope you had a great time Saturday. Yeah, it was a good night. Very busy. Um but, uh, you know, lots of pictures. They'll be up. They'll be up at some point today um, for the Test Score 50. RoddyMagalite.com, Roddy Magalite Racing Media Facebook page. Just check us out, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll keep it as, pro- as updated as we can, and hopefully we'll get out to some more NASCAR races here in the next few months. Talladega next, baby. Got tickets to give away. Uh, we're going to do that Thursday night. So uh, week number one. I appreciate your time this morning. Everybody tune back in Monday morning and Thursday night, 6 Central. Get to be announced. Thanks, Roddy. Thank you, Kyle.